You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto Librarian Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening from his home office, the Pillow Palace, world-famous Pillow Palace in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Will the Thrill Greenwood! Ah, we're almost to the NFL season. Has there been practices? Barely. Have there been preseason games? <laughs> no, as the Australians would say. Uh, I, 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 I'm loving these, these exercises we're doing, Ryan. And even after our running back conversations last week, I'm still like contemplating everything and what kind of moves I want to make based on those. And uh, it's been, it, it's been a, a testing process is in, in the sense of like, it takes a lot of, a, a lot of thought to figure out exactly where you think people are going to be next year and how much you're willing to risk. And let's just say everybody, uh, I feel like I went riskier for next year, but then when I really looked at it, I, <laughs> it doesn't really feel like I went that, that much more risky for next year. Long story short, Brian, I'm excited that uh, we, we have training camp buzz finally happening. All these things are going on. People are getting lower body injuries, basically all lower body injuries. Everybody. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's lower body is sore. And turns out when you haven't practiced in forever and then you practice, you might get some soreness uh, and you might tweak something. And I don't think we should take everything too seriously, except for probably AJ Green is done for the year. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd probably put money on that. Uh, maybe not done for the year, but but it's going to be limited, limited appearances for AJ Green. Yeah, well, it's exciting. I, I, I'm starting to, to get the excitement again. We were talking off air that it, it's been a tough offseason um because you know there there was some excitement during the nfl draft but after that with all the bad news coming out with with, with covid it, it was just a little bit hard to focus on fantasy and dynasty for a lot of people um including us at times but now we're gonna have some some football at least for a while hopefully we'll get a season in um and this exercise well you're right has been very helpful and tonight's gonna be really interesting because we're gonna talk about wide receivers what that we think the ADP is going to be like in 2021. And it's a really interesting time because historically, if you go back and look at ADP for wide receivers, well, you'll see there's, there's kind of some continuity there, you know, guys that are, are were in the top 12. Now, uh, several of these guys were there, you know, uh, two, three, four years ago, uh, because that's what, what happens with, with wide receivers. That, unlike running backs that can fall off a cliff in a, in a year with a given injury. Um, oh, but, yeah. the, but you know, some of the guys at the top, they're, they're starting to age up, you know, 27, 28 years old. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, and then you've got some younger guys that are starting to emerge that uh, guys that are already pretty high with ADP guys like DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, AJ Brown. So it's going to be a fun conversation. And I think our list last week was, was pretty similar this week. I have a feeling we're going to be a little different from each other. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I haven't looked at your list. So. I want to jump right into it. Before we jump into well, it, anything else you want to... Hold on, Ryan. Do you want any input uh, for the article that I'm writing for next year to why John Rosh and, and Corey Davis are primed and still worthwhile in Dynasty Leagues? Um, okay, sure. Let's hear I'm it. Writing, I'm writing next year's articles. I mean, draft capital, they performed well in a couple games that I'm going to pick. Uh, they're both potentially athletic still. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. You know, these, these top, top 10 draft picks overall in the NFL draft, who else could we add to that? I mean, I think we're going to get, you know, we always get this, this, you, you get in the off season, this just waterfall of wide receiver hype about why people are still valued. And I think we're, you know, we're focused on the top 12, maybe go a little bit deeper, but, uh, it's always, it's always a time to be very, very leery. Uh, nobody was writing articles about DJ Chark last year. The only person that I know, Ryan, that was heavily acquiring him was me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You, I had a, I actually acquired a weird amount of DJ Chark shares, and I have basically sold them all. But that was a good. That was a good. Uh, obviously, a great call. Or a really great call. His name might come up tonight. Well, we'll see. It's possible. Uh, so, shall we jump right into it? Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go because I'm excited, and there's 12 guys to talk about at least. So, uh, shall yeah, we jump? So right number in? number one, Corey Davis. Number two, John <laughs> Brown. Number three, Laquan Treadwell. John Brown. Laquan Treadwell. You know how many vacated targets there are in Atlanta, Ryan? Laquan Treadwell. Uh, I'm also thinking that uh, 
Corey Coleman is going to come back. He was the first wide receiver drafted in that draft class. Here we go. Anybody else? Yeah, you named it. I guess we're done. Um, all right, all right. Well, I'll stop. I'll stop with my my old wide receiver hype stories. All right, let let's go. Do you want to start off with your number one? So, should we read the the top top twelve now, or should we just kind of talk about as we, as we go along? I'm trying to remember yeah, what we did last week. Let, yeah, let me give a quick rundown. So, uh, right now, August DLF ADP top twelve. Uh, pretty obvious. Michael Thomas is number one. Devontae Adams is number two. Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, Juju. I think it's still pretty high for him right now in Dynasty as far as wide receiver rankings. Uh, Mike Evans, A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper, and Kenny Galladay. That is your uh, – and then OBJ is number 12, right? That's, he is uh, number 12, yes. yes. So I'm going to go down just the next few, Ryan, because I wrote them down, and I wrote them down, so I'm going to read them. <laughs> uh, Julio Jones is number 13, Al Robinson 14, D.K. Metcalf 15, Cooper Cup 16, Cortland Sutton 17, Calvin Ridley, 18. CeeDee Lamb, 19. That's the first rookie in there. And Terry McLaurin, 20. I think you skipped DJ Chark at 19. That's who I've got. Then I've got Lamb oh. at 20. Terry McLaurin at 21. Okay. then Just the top 24 to finish. Because I also missed Calvin Ridley when I first wrote this list down, too. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, <laughs> we, got there's a, there's a, we don't have time to go through that. Yeah. Keenan Allen, 22. Jerry Judy, 23. Tyler Luck at 24. Okay. Let's jump into it. So um, do you still have – who's your number one? You still have Michael Thomas at number one. Yeah, I, so I put him there because uh, I still – so Michael Thomas is, is going to be 28 heading into next season. But I think that it's – so for Michael Thomas, he's going to have, in my opinion, another big year. They're gonna, they might have some change in New Orleans. I do feel like Sean Payton will still be there. He still performed, at least fantasy point-wise, well when Teddy Bridgewater is quarterback. I don't think they're just going to go into the next season – with no game plan. And I still think he's going to be this, this kind of PPR monster that the win now aspect and the value that that wide receiver is going to like that he'll provide with safety and upside is still going to be there. So I know it's super boring, but I'm keeping Michael Thomas there because his skill set and the way that he plays isn't like, he's not going to just fall off a cliff. In my opinion, he's not going to go from where he like had that Deandre Hopkins year, you know, where he took that big drop. That's not going to be what Michael Thomas does this season. Uh, the only thing that would deter this would be injury, but that's with every wide receiver on this list. So I, I kept him there, Ryan. I kept him there uh, as that, that win-down mode. Yeah, and, and, you know, I did not, and the more I think about it, it might have been a mistake. Um, it, it we'll get more into some research I did later, but it seems like around 27, 28 is when these guys, they kind of reach their peak and they start, you know, drifting back down the ADP board. But um that's not always the case it's someone like antonio brown um you know back in august 2016 at 28 years old he was wide receiver two and two years later 2018 at 30 he was wide receiver three so he he, he was pretty steady at the top and michael thomas you're right he probably will have uh, another great year and even though he's going to get a year older even though he's going to probably lose drew Brees, he's probably going to be a top three guy i put him at number five only because I not to because it's hot takey, but I, I do think that when we look at guys like, like uh, Deandre Hopkins is a good example. Um, you, know, you know, he was number one last year, just a year ago. Um, and, and he is number six right now. And I think a lot of that has to do with his age. Yeah. He didn't have as big a year as, as maybe he's had, but he, he was still a, still had a great year. So um, I, I think for some of the guys that are at the top that are 27 years old, when they're 28 years old next year, People are going to be like, ooh, you know, I, I don't know, 28, maybe I need to slide him down the board and move some of the younger guys up. So that was my theory by moving him down. I think he's still a great wide receiver, and, and pr I probably overcompensated for age, honestly. But um, I, I, th I think I'm fine with him being number one. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, I also don't think Michael Thomas is going to switch teams and, and schemes, you know, because I think that's what DeAndre Hopkins moved because we're all scared of the, the wide receiver moving teams, like – history is is poor for their current year production and that matter like that's as much true. as we are in dynasty it matters a lot yeah that's true that's true um on the other hand well yeah i, I know the the counter arguments to it um and you're right yeah because he he was already with a great quarterback but and, and he's going to a quarterback that might be great but we have we're not sure about Kyler murray yet going into the second year so if, yeah if Taysom hill is a starting quarterback for the new orleans saints moving into 20 
21, Ryan, I will not have <laughs> Michael Thomas at the number one spot. I'm going to assume that's not the case. Yeah, that's fair. If I had to redo this, I'd probably maybe move him two or three. I, maybe I was probably a little bit, you know, I, I, I went overboard, I think, but that's fine. I'll tell you who my, so. I'll, well, I'll tell you who my number one is. It's Tyreek Hill. And the, the, there was some buzz on Twitter today that maybe there's some kind of lower body injury or, or I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. It was so we're recording this on Thursday night. So, you know, th- this may look really bad when this, when this comes out, <laughs> um, uh, you know, that, you know, Tyreek Hill is going to miss the first six weeks of the season. Let's hope not. But assuming health, which is, is a difficult assumption this year, because uh, already I think we're going to have a lot of injuries this year based on what we've heard from camps. Um, I, I just think it's, it's, I think he's going to have a big year in the Kansas city offense. And I, he's just a little bit younger than the guys at the top. Uh, he, you know, he's 26. So he'll be 27. I get to see him making that leap. I could see him having a monster season. And so, you know, he's number three. So I just think based on his age and the fact that he doesn't have a huge year, I could see him making that leap to number one. So that's my, my prediction. Not, yeah. Not and I think old. so Tyreek Hill stays clean, right? No other yeah, hints yeah. or rumors or anything like that. I, I, I put Hill at two to give away, to give away mine. Yeah. Uh, and my big thing is there's, this was just on like CBS sports. They talked about potentially Tyreek Hill, you know, the Chiefs moving on from him because they drafted his replacement, Mikael Hardman. Uh, Tyreek Hill is special on another level and on another level than any other wide receiver in the league uh, with his speed. And he's had, I would say that his ball tracking skills are elite, except for remember that one pass, it was like two years ago that bounced off his helmet when he was going into the end zone, he was like wide open. Uh, but I, I think that, he's, that that's just one example. Uh, Tyreek Hill is such an elite athlete and player and on the basically the the best offense the the offense that you want any part of I could easily see him making the jump to number one if he stays clean and again he is a a special special talent and again a guy like Tyreek Hill we're always going to be searching for the next Tyreek Hill and we're probably never going to find him exactly I've seen that on Twitter a couple of different people tweeted like I think this guy is this year's Tyreek Hill or the next Tyreek Hill and a lot of the comments are like, no, you know, he's, he's, a, he's an outlier. He's, he's, he's special. And I, I agree with you. Uh, so since you named your number two, I'll name my number two. I can tell our lists are going to be different already, which is awesome. It's, it makes for a great conversation. And this is pretty bold and probably has a lot to do with the fact that I love this guy so much. It's DJ Moore. Yeah, everyone knows I love DJ Moore. Um, not so bold though, because his ADP is number four. I, I, I think that you know, he, he is going to have a, a, a big season. I think his, his touchdown numbers go up and, and, you know, based on his age and how talented he is, I, I don't think it's a stretch to see him climb into the, the number two spot. So, so my, my guy is DJ Moore. Uh, so I'm very, I'm very curious to see where you have him on, on your list. Will. Uh, everybody prepare themselves for this shocker. Uh, I have him at number three. <laughs> All right. It's All right. basically just the Michael Thomas <laughs> keeping him at number one moves DJ Moore down again. Uh, DJ Moore's just really good. <laughs> and, right. you know, he, he compared like not compares like, like crazy. Well, I think he's a little bit taller and a little bit thicker than like, than like the Steve Smith, but it's the, the, the Carolina, uh, correlation there. It's hard not to think of him as, is that type of player. And DJ Moore did all this with Kyle was a Kyle Allen at quarterback last year. You got it. Kyle Allen. And you saw how bad quarterback play can really throw off players and then how we can read into that, oh, like, like too much with a guy like Curtis Samuel and, you know, unrealized air yards or whatever, that, you know, that stat is. I, but DJ Moore did it. And I think that we don't even really appreciate exactly what he did last year. So if DJ Moore bumps up, you know, you know, Pat, like if he could, he, I don't know, with a really great season in an offense and, and it turns out that all their coaching hires, with Matt Rule and everybody turn out to be just, just spectacular. I could see DJ Moore being the number one wide receiver next year. I wouldn't be that surprised, Ryan. And I thought about putting him there, but I thought that was just a little bit rich, um, uh, but maybe not. I mean, it wouldn't be a, a complete shocker. He is only 23 years old. So he'll be 24 years old next year. Um, okay. Well, cool. So, so we pretty much are on other than my crazy call of making Michael Thomas number five. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'll name, my next player, my number three, and that's Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin is number five. Um, moving over to number three, uh, you know, once, once again, uh, you know, I think it has to do with his age, the fact that he is, uh, you know, ex- super exciting, talented player. I, I think that, 
Um, he's going to be one of Tom Brady's best friends in that Tampa Bay offense. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that there's a lot to, you know, to debate because, because he's already, you know, a top five guy and, you know, based on his age and the fact that I think he's going to have a big year, you know, 25 next year, it, it just kind of makes sense for me. So um, it, for me, it was logical to put him next. What, what about you? What, what yeah, you I know, so I struggled with this a lot. Uh, not wanting to be boring. Uh, and, and I, you know, I wanted to spice things up and get my rankings into a better spot. But I actually put uh, Chris Godwin four. So it's uh, – <laughs> the, the thing is, right, it's like the, I, I, the, the goal here for me as a part of this practice is not to copy and paste the rankings, you know, and, and not just keep them very similar. But you also need to use logic and, uh, you, you know, this, it's, logic, it's, it's logical that, again, Chris Godwin could move up. One thing – that I am a little bit concerned with Chris Godwin, Ryan, is his re-signing in Tampa and kind of how that all shakes out. I, I just, you know, they they would be dumb not to re-sign him. But teams do dumb things all the time, yeah. And especially the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I am uh, I have my concerns there, but it's it's time that I just fully accept Chris Godwin uh, into my heart, and it would be unwise not to put him here. So again, kind of a snooze fest, but I, I just have him, I have him at, at four uh, because I still have Michael Thomas up there. Okay. So I guess since you named your four, I'll, I'll name my four and I've got Juju, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think that what happened with Juju last year has a lot to do with it. Well, he was injured. I, I believe he missed four games last year. Um, and, and obviously, you know, when big Ben went out early in the season, he just had horrible quarterbacks throwing to him. So I, I just think it was a perfect storm and we forget how good Juju is. And, and I, I admit that I think there's some boldness to this because I, I do have some concerns. You know, there, there's concerns that, that big Ben has not exactly looked awesome so far um, in training camp. Um, if you want to believe those reports, um, you know, Juju has not put up a, you know, wide receiver one or even wide receiver two season without, Antonio Brown being there. So uh, yeah, I guess I do have some concerns, but I think at the end of the day, based on his age and his talent, it's not a stretch to put Juju number four. He's number seven right now. So yeah, Juju's my guy. Juju Smith-Schuster, only, only 23 years old. And he's, so, uh, you know, I have Juju relatively high as well, but he's definitely, his stark contrast between uh, 2018 and 2019 is incredible and maybe something we've never really seen before uh, in a receiver like that. So if he doesn't have a good year, uh, he could be, you know, pushed super far down this board. Like I could see Juju being outside of the top 20 next season. If he has a bad year. Uh, Granted that being said, I have him at number six uh, because he did. The thing is you don't want to discount when Juju is 22 years old, putting up uh, 1400 yard plus yards, you know, and seven touchdowns and having 111 receptions. Like he still had just, just a massive year. So the, the long story short is I, I do think Juju having him here, Ryan though, even where, where I have him at six, uh, it, it's a, it's a big risk. It, it's a, you know, if he, he was, his year, last year was so bad, was so bad and burned so many people. If he puts up, let's say like, you know, 950 yards, and four touchdowns this season, he's he's tanking. Like there's too many there's too many quality wide receivers behind him in this kind of tier where it's so liquid that I could see him just dropping dropping heavily. So in a startup draft, uh, I you know I'm pushing potentially other positions here up. Uh, I I might not be the person to take Juju. Oh, and that's fair. I, I mean that's fair. I I, I mean it, it is a, a bit risky, but. I, I do think, and obviously the fact that his ADP is still still seven after that horrible year, uh, you know, I, I think that still a lot of people believe in him and, and realize that the circumstances were odd in 2019, but, um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, why don't you give us your number five, Will, since you know yeah. mine, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I kept Devonta Adams up here. He, the scary part about uh, Devonta Adams is the concussion history. And yep. if he gets popped again this year and, or, or, you know, or something else happens, but again, so this is where Ryan, my rankings kind of pit. Like I, I tried to keep this as a part of it because Devonte Adams is still going to be a huge win now target. 
I'm going to assume Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay next year, and Devontae Adams is still his number one target. Yeah. He has the Devontae Adams could be the number one wide receiver this year. Uh, I feel like pretty easily. He's going to be the number one target. The Green Bay Packers defense lost players. Their offensive line lost players too. Uh, so Devonta Adams could be in for just a massive season, but he does carry this kind of like his, history of some pretty bad concussions. And so I, I am a little bit weird, like leery of him and he's going to be what, 28 and a half moving into next year. And so I, I, I thought about moving him down, but at this point in time, you know, you see kind of like Julio's history and where he's been drafted. And I'm not saying he's Julio, but I think in production wise, he kind of is going to be Julio moving forward. And that's like these wide receivers that are going to produce now are going to bump up in value because of the liquidity of the rest of the wide receiver group. If you can get a secure number one target with an elite quarterback that bumps him up in the dynasty rankings. Yeah, no, he's my number six. So I I was, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, and, and I think for me, it, it's all about the, the age thing. I think he is going to have a monster year, but, but the fact he's going to be 28 next year, I think you'll start to see him slide down a little bit. And just the fact you've got these younger guys that I think can leapfrog him based on what they can do in their age. Um, you, you brought up Julio and, um, you know, going back to August, 2016, when he was 27, he was wide receiver four, when he was 28, the wide receiver five, when he turned 29, wide receiver seven, 30 years old, wide receiver eight. Um, and then Julio now is 13. Yeah. 13. So you can kind of see that slide as he gets older. And once again, we're not saying he's the level of talent that Julio Jones is, but um, you know, production wise, I, I think it's a, it's a good comparison for production. And it makes sense. He's going to slide down a little bit because those younger guys should, should, you know, elevate themselves. So, um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it may be a guy that's a bit undervalued because if, if he, if, let's say he is a wide receiver one, which is certainly within his range of outcomes, and, um, you know, he could do it again in 2021, then, you know, uh, if you get two years of wide receiver one production from a guy, um, they probably should be a, a top three wide receiver in dynasty. Right. Cause it, cause things change so quickly, but yeah. Yeah. Like if Devante Adams in the season with 14 plus touchdowns, I don't think anybody's going to be like floored by that. No, not at all. Not at all. And especially just what's going on with that green Bay offense. I, I mean, um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, and we always, it seems like for the past couple of years, we've chased that wide receiver two in green Bay. And I guess we've settled on Alan Lazard, if he's going to be the guy. So we'll, so we'll see, but Alan Lazard did not make my top 12, by the way, just a spoiler alert for 13 for Ryan. Alan Lazard. He was right. He was right outside 14 yeah. actually, but yeah. Okay. So I named my number six, um, pretty similar list so far. Who do you got? Are we going to, I think so, this is where it kind of is going to start to get interesting. I think the next, as we get into the, like the last seven guys we're going to talk about. So Ryan, my, my six was Juju. We, we, we talked about him. Okay. Uh, moving to number seven though. Uh, we are simpatico. All right. So AJ Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think AJ Brown, he's one of those alpha dogs. Uh, the, yeah. What he did last year and tor- especially the second half. And I get that he did not have a good playoff run. You know, the Titans offense could be different, but their their run blocking and game scripts, I, I'm just going to guess are not going to be the exact same that they were in the second half of last year. And the the core of this, Ryan, is I I kind of wanted to move A.J. Brown up because I, I think he's he's shown enough that A.J. Brown's just really freaking good. Uh, he's, he's really good. And this is where I settled on him, but I, I guess I struggle between him and him and like Juju – uh, who, who I'd want because one's riding hot and one's riding cold. Uh, I want to take the the guy who's done it like even bigger than what AJ Brown said right before him. So that's why I put why I think Juju would be slightly ahead in ADP. But AJ Brown's a climber. Like if AJ Brown, if Ryan Tannehill works out and performs well this year, AJ Brown has a chance to to just like keep scooching up here. You know, if, if Chris Godwin, Mike Evans kind of split targets more than they used to, Tom Brady isn't the prolific passer or, and, you know, doesn't do – because James Winston led the league in, in passing yards, things like that. Uh, I, I could see A.J. Brown taking pre- a pretty massive leap up here, even to – I don't think he would surpass Michael Thomas. I don't think he'd surpass Tyreek Hill. But that number three slot, if that's A.J. Brown next year, I'm not, I'm not all that surprised. Yeah, no, I, I'm not either. I mean, he, he's super talented, you, you know. So I'm, I'm. What's what's pretty amazing too was it was just, and maybe you can make the argument that 
you know, you, you got to correlate targets and he was super efficient. And it, so the last five weeks of the season, well, AJ Brown was your wide receiver four in a PPR league. Um, and, and that was only on 34 targets. So you contrast that to Michael Thomas, who was number one, he had 61 targets in the same, same five weeks. So, you, you know, well, the, the Titans don't throw it as much. He's not going to get the number of targets. That's going to hurt him. You know, I, I, I just think he's, he's talented. I think he's going to get more targets. I think he's, he, he's just, he's just beats the eye test. He's really good. We, and we knew it going in and I I'm kicking myself so many rookie drafts. I, I, I passed on, on AJ Brown. Um, I'm like, Oh, he's going to Tennessee. He's, he's behind Corey Davis. Uh, and, and I, I don't know what I was <laughs> thinking because we, we all, I, I mean, we all loved AJ Brown during the, the, the whole draft process. And, then after the draft, I, I think he kind of slid and a lot of, a lot of rookie drafts. And I, I, I don't have very much AJ Brown and I wish I did. Yeah. I it was that, that, is that sour Tennessee taste? And why would you not after the way right. Corey Davis panned out? Right. Well, yeah. And you're like, Oh, that the Tennessee offense and you know, Mariota is, you know, is not going, is it's not going to get it done. And, and, you know, Ryan Tannehill is this, this, you know, he's the backup, but he's, he's done in his career. He's a journeyman. Yeah. Anyway, I, 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 I like what you're saying about AJ Brown and I, I share that AJ Brown love. And I, I, I think I was in denial about it for a while because I just didn't, you know, I just wasn't invested in AJ Brown heavily enough. And I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, you got to look at that. You know, he's, but, but I, I think I've seen the light and I, I think that, you know, seven is fair for, for to say where I mean, he's number nine right now. Um, but seven is fair to say in 2021 and, and certainly with room to grow, it certainly could crack. Uh, yeah. You know, top five easy. If, if not higher so i mean I, and i even think about like dj moore like remember in rookie drafts we were potentially taking royce freeman ahead of dj moore in those rookie drafts and just looking back on that you know because of the running back position royce freeman being that he had that third round draft capital he's yeah. going to a wide open offense uh, as far as the running back position he had all the opportunity in the world and just the regrets from that or the you know being be, just being sad you missed out on that 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 value now yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I mean, it, it's hard to pass up some of those potential, you know, running backs because they they can be league winners. But when, when you sometimes when you do that, when you go when you draft the race Freemans, you you miss out on the DJ Moores and the and the AJ Browns. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, uh, you, you know, people were drafting uh, David Montgomery as a top three or four uh, pick, and uh, they could add AJ Brown, you know, pretty easily. Okay, um, <laughs> number eight. Who's your number eight? Uh, so my number eight, Ryan, this is going to be where our, our stark contrast starts to come in. Okay. Uh, and this is it. where it gets fun. Uh, I'm putting DK Metcalf at, at number eight. Okay. Interesting. Moving into 2021. Uh, so, uh, so tell me why, because I have to say that I, I, I must be the, the lowest person in the dynasty community on DK Metcalf. I just, I just don't see it. I, I just, I, I think he is, is um, you know, a big, big talented guy, but I don't think he's a particularly good route runner. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I see him emerging as more than a really nice complimentary wide receiver to ever uh, in Seattle for, for whatever team he's on. And I could be wrong. I could be way off on it. Um, so, so sell me on, on him. Yeah. First, first, you know, Ryan, I'm team alpha dog when it comes to wide receivers. I want a big, fast, uh, wide receiver that, that can catch and track the ball well like overall like i i mean D, dk metcalf's his is michael jordan would say his ceiling is the roof uh, but he so on the seattle offense where he's he's going to be a primary target again and even after coming off 100 targets again only 58 catches but his his room for improvement right and route running and working with russell wilson and in that 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 like landing in seattle was such a blessing for him uh, I, I think that his room for improvement and his, his, he could jump, like he could have 150 targets this year, uh, 1500 yards and, and 12 touchdowns uh, is like with, I see within his like realm of, of possibilities. And it's not that outlandish to me. So with, uh, he's big, tall, fast, not a great route runner, but you can, you can learn that. And if you practice at it and he's in a system where he will have the opportunity to do that, he could fail out of this, but I want to take the, this is like my first kind of like risk when I'm going into this, uh, that he's the player that you want there. And he showed they could stay healthy through a whole season for the most part. You know, he, he might've, he Ace, got, he got a like, games, yeah. yeah. Like he, he had some, I think he had some nicks kind of along the way, but 
uh, again, you want the wide receiver one in that Seattle offense. And I think Metcalf takes over that role this year. And it's like the perfect complement to Tyler Lockett. And with Russell Wilson throwing the ball, who may throw the prettiest deep ball in the entire league, that's, the, that's a player that I, I think is going to jump up next year based on what he does go this season, assuming everything happens. Yeah, I mean, if he has a big year, I mean, you're right. It, it certainly is within the reach of outcomes. Um, it's, it's not that I hate DK Metcalf. It's just I'm just not as high on him. There are other wide receivers I, I want more than him. So, I mean, quite, quite a few, honestly. Um, but but I, 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 I think I'm, I'm, I'm understanding what you're saying. I'm, you know, in terms of counter arguments to that, he's, you know, he's, he's still the wider. I think he's a wide receiver too in, in Seattle um, behind Tyler Lockett. Uh, it's, it's not an offense that's going to throw a lot, I, but I have heard a lot of people say that they're going to have to throw a lot more this year because th- their defense is probably going to be pretty bad. I, th- I think their defense is going to be bad. Um, um, and uh, I mean, not, not, maybe not horrible, but I, I, you know, maybe league average and Chris Carson is, is he going to be healthy? And um, I, I, I don't know though. I, 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 I just, it, it's, I'm not sure that I, I'm, I'm buying it yet. I know, I know he's, he's physically very gifted and he has certain, a certain skill set. but, but you're right. If he improves as a route runner, it's one of those things. He's certainly he wasn't, talented he, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't asked to do a lot in college at all. Right. Uh, he was just out, like said to out athlete everybody. And again, working with Russell Wilson and in that Seattle, like even like system, I think that you're going to see a motivated DK Metcalf who will come out with improvement this year is going to bump up and they're they traded their first round draft pick next year and the year after right for jamal adams i think they sent two they maybe did. a pick back so it's not like he has the the fear of uh you know one of the top guys coming in next year yeah to, that's to, true to there and so i think that i think that bumps him up uh i, I want to see improvement he could also uh he's had injuries in the past so he could get injured right away and this could be a horrible horrible take but uh elite quarterback play and what I'm going to see is moving to 2021, the number one target on the team. Uh, I love DK Metcalf moving forward. And my only regret, Ryan, is I don't have basically any DK Metcalf. So that's a basically unbiased take coming from there. Like if I had all this year's DK Metcalf, you could, you could yell at me about it, but I don't. Yeah, no. And I, I think, Will, this is where it gets really hard for me because I think you could take, um, you know, several guys here in this range uh, you know I, I mean we can we can count them after i guess but maybe you could you could take so so we're on number eight so you could take maybe six seven eight guys they all pretty close for me so i i think this is where it gets really hard to to figure out where you know adp is going to be because I, I think a lot of it has to do with what happens in the 2020 season um my, my number eight is deandre hopkins which is is not as exciting not not super bold he's number six i just think it's because you know we, we've we've already talked about him really you know he's a year older um i think he's gonna have a good year but he's probably not gonna get as many targets in arizona i i think they're really gonna spread the ball around that offense uh, you know i i know this is all kind of like preseason talk but didn't kyler murray say something to the, the fact that i think that um DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald could all have thousand yard seasons. Um, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen, but I do think they're going to spread the ball around quite a bit. And um, you know, I, I think that's why DeAndre Hopkins slips for me to number eight, but you know, it's, it's just a matter of him getting a year older. I, I yeah. I, I move Hopkins down just based on the team change, getting a year older. And I, I don't think you're going to see that elite target share that he had in the past. But I, I, I get why he's – I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has, like, just – what, what does he have, Ryan, like 14-inch hands or something? Like he's, Four, 14 and a quarter. Come on, give him Yeah, Four, No, it's, it's always an eight. <laughs> 14 and two eighths. So I, I could see him staying here. I moved DeAndre Hopkins kind of out of this based on, again, the, the team change and moving forward. I just don't think – he's not going to have these big – like, we'll look back on last year – and his advanced metrics or, or just like regular metrics for target share, air yards, things like that aren't going to be as high as what they were in Houston. And so that's going to bump him down the, the dynasty ADP. Yeah. You know, I, I think the, the one hope I have where he may, you know, be a, a you know, top five wide receiver again is in the touchdown department, because I, I think he could be this, this red zone target for Kyler Murray. I think he catch catch a ton of touchdown passes this year, so so we'll see. Um, but but we we've talked about him enough. So 
<laughs> so number nine, I mean, for me, this is where it got really hard. Um, you know, nine, 10, 11, and 12, and just really hard. And I, I don't necessarily feel real good about any of these predictions. I think the top eight, I feel pretty decent uh, other than maybe Michael Thomas was too low. Um, so I, I went with your, your guy, DJ Chark at, at number nine, which I feel is like super bold and crazy, honestly. Uh, but you know, but honestly, I think these next four guys could, could be tied for me because I just, I, I just don't know. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like, so he's number 19 now he's, he's 23 years old. I, I think that Jacksonville's going to have to, I mean, they're, they're talking about a bad defense that Jacksonville Jaguars defense is going to be just, just horrible. Maybe one of the worst defenses in the league, <laughs> which is so amazing because two years ago, they were so great. Right. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think their defense is going to be horrible. I, I think they're going to have to throw the ball a ton. And I, I think Chark is, is really good and is going to benefit from that. And I think people are going to see that this year and realize he's a, uh, a special talent and, and he'll just rise up the ranks. So um, maybe it's a little bit lofty, but um, I, I, I'm, I have a, my number nine. I'm curious, you're, you know, you're, you're the guy that, um, you know, you, you, you singled him out last year as, as your guy. So where do you have him on this list? And that's all just – it's all hindsight biased. I just made sure G.J. Shark was throwing the deals. So I was like, well, whatever, like fast guy, second-round pick. You know, he was like – was he the uh, – Great senior he, bowl. Yeah, senior he bowl. He was the MVP. I was like, well, whatever. Like, he, if he's going to be free, I'm going to try to get him included in everything I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> and the one thing – and I'll reference this again as we kind of go down this list, Ryan. Uh, so, you know, Chris Harris is a big film watcher and grades players based on their talent. And he was really early to say that – DJ Chark was a changed player last year and just the way he operates uh, even outside of fantasy, like, like outside of fantasy stats, he is an elite wide receiver, uh, you know, high pointing, catching the ball, keeping his feet in bounds. Everything he does was at an elite level last year. He said he reminded him of young AJ green. And I think that that, that matters when it comes to DJ Chark. I didn't get him into my top 12. I, I did want to, uh, but I think that the Jacksonville narrative, Ryan, is going to push him down in the ADP for next year. I think when it comes to like 2021 wide receiver rankings coming into the season, DJ Chark could be right here. I just don't think he's going to be here in dynasty ADP. Point of information, when they bring in one of those stud quarterbacks, of Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or something like that, like he's going to be, the, you know, Chark's going to be the number one wide receiver there in Jacksonville paired with that, you know, exciting quarterback. So, um, that that could also be the narrative too. Yeah, that's why John Brown is going to break out in 2021 <laughs> as well. No, but you could be right. I and I, I feel like what you know. I, I I'm curious where your number nine is because because I, I do feel like once we get into this area, these guys are so close. So well, who's who's your number nine? Yeah, and I think that the the I mean Ryan the like even we go back to like my number six and Juju, your number four, or even like Chris Godwin. I feel pretty comfortable about Michael Thomas being in that, that top at least five-ish range is kind of his floor. Uh, Chris Godwin still being up there based on what he did last season. DJ Moore, again, based on what he did last season. I feel very comfortable at these kind of guys. Tyreek Hill, again, staying out of trouble. But after that, uh, besides Devontae Adams' win now, like this is, this is tough. This is really, really tough uh, to, to go through and really rank these players in, in, in any sort of way. Like, in a you know dynasty startup draft or an auction, I'm not going to be bidding highly on these guys because I'm going to try to scoop up those you know 13 through 24 wide receivers because I don't think there's going to be a lot that separates these these players moving into next season. But my number nine, after all this, Ryan, is uh I'm going to go with I, I so I, I'm going with C.D. Lamb uh, from Dallas. I think that he maybe doesn't start the season super hot, and assuming we have a complete season, he finishes the season kind of like with like a Michael Gallup-esque year last year, but in his rookie year. So he finishes hot. He shows that he has a lot of talent. Uh, Dak Prescott then signs again, you know, and everybody starts talking about him. We see another up and down year. Uh, uh, sorry, I had it on the list here. Uh, another another up and down year from Amari Cooper where he has just inconsistent and you see CD <laughs> lamb kind of showing that consistency towards the right. end of the year. Amari Cooper, like, you know, 250 yards, two touchdowns the next week. It's like, he's one for 10. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're still going to Amari Cooper. I still feel like he's going to have those like boom, but like, like boom bust games, you know, type of season. And CD lamb's going to be more of that constant towards the end of the season. And now we're going to start buying into 
again, a prolific offense and a prolific receiver being there. So that sophomore, because again, the second year breakout wide receiver is proven to be more and more uh, predictive of how well the wide receivers can do in their career. Like that's like really wide receivers break out in year two, not year three. So that's why CeeDee Lamb for me is bumping up to number nine because his youth and in that offense, uh, when it comes to ADP, you want that versus what's going to be further down the board. Yeah, I thought about CeeDee Lamb. He's not in my top 12, but he was a strong consideration. Um, you know, I, I was finally well in a league able to get my one CeeDee Lamb share because I didn't get him in any of the leagues because it just the, the board didn't fall out right. I was targeting those top five running backs. And, and basically when you did that, you just kind of gave up your shot to get CeeDee Lamb, it seems. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a, that's a great, great call. And, um, uh, you know, I, I guess I should try to give counter arguments for it. I, and I guess the only counter argument might be, I, I do worry about how the rookie wide receivers are going to do this year. It's such a weird year. We just don't know what to expect, but uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, what a, what a great place for, for him to be with, with Dak and that offense. And, and it would not be a surprise at all if he cracked the top 12, it, it, you know, as, as high as, uh, as number, number nine or higher. I mean, honestly, but um, I, I think it's a, uh, it's a, it's, it's a good call. I like it. Um, I, my number 10 is uh, uh, Terry McLaurin. And I, 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 well, the one thing I worry about with this call is, is just that Washington offense. Although unlike last year when they, um, you know, they, they, they didn't, you know, they, they ran the ball, they, they, they didn't call out of plays. I, I think that if they're like Carolina was last year, um, with, 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 I think Scott Turner is their offensive coordinator in Washington. I, I think they're going to, they're going to be, um, you know, call a lot of plays and, and throw the ball a lot. And, and I think Terry McLaurin is going to benefit from that. Um, I, I, I do worry that, you know, he's the one guy in their offense that the offenses will try to key in and, and shut down, but maybe with a little Stevie Sims action and Antonio Gibson, if, if there are some other threats in that offense that emerge, McLaurin could have a huge year. So I, I like Terry McLaurin a lot and, um, I, I feel good about him being in, the, in my, my top 12 at number 10. Yeah, I, I'm totally on board with McLaurin. Uh, so I put him at 12 is the, the spoiler alert. Uh, I think the only thing that holds people back right now from Terry McLaurin is his draft capital, but I think we're wrong uh, when it comes to that. And that, that copy-paste, you know, head coach, offensive coordinator from Carolina last year, I think actually benefits McLaurin coming into this year. And I think what he, sh- what he showed us is, he has the potential to be a very elite wide receiver. And again, youth, uh, youth in production. So you're going to get this kind of like, maybe not, maybe not top five wide receiver, but top, you know, six to 15 wide receiver production. And so that, that bumps him up the list. I, I put him at 12 because I have some, I don't know. I basically have a hot take at, a, at, a, at, at 10 uh, and, and 11. Cause I wanted to put like, put those guys a little bit above them, but I, uh, yeah. McLaurin, McLaurin at 10 is there's an easy path to that happening right like that it's 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 not that difficult what I, I do think is interesting Ryan is this we're bumping out some players that are higher now that we should talk about at the end but anyway oh, yeah. Terry McLaurin at 10 I think is, is totally fair uh he flashed enough last year this second year breakout could be just he if he had finished the year with 150 targets that it, it, that's like that it's easy almost easy to to see happening in that offense so i'm on board with with terry mclaurin being higher uh for me at number 10 and again this comes from uh on film i think this receiver is elite even though they drafted a wide receiver this year higher than what he was drafted i'm going number 10 Cortland sutton uh and this is that this is that alpha dog mentality yeah uh he's tall he's you know he's a massive man uh he's super fast and has elite hands. So I think Cortland Sutton has the ability to, to jump up here, even with Jerry Judy there, a higher drafted wide receiver. But it, it could be that complimentary type of offense where Cortland Sutton's still the alpha dog there and is still going to command more targets because he's just a great wide receiver. So I put – this is the, the hottest take I feel like I have in this entire list. So that's maybe, I guess, like – yeah, DK Metcalf's is pretty high. But, but I think Cortland Sutton bumps up to this area – Again, just based on him being more more of a touchdown guy, uh, along pairing with yardage and receptions. Yeah, no, Cortland Sutton. I I like the call. Um, you know, I I guess if I wanted to make a counter argument, I I've told you I've got worries about Drew Lock at quarterback, but 
I think he certainly has the talent to to jump up where you've got him. So this was on Roto World earlier today. I don't know if you saw it well. Broncos D, quote, yet to find an answer, unquote, for Sutton. The Denver Post reports that Broncos defense has yet to find an answer for Cortland Sutton in camp. So I know that's just buzz and it doesn't really mean anything, but I, I think it's very clear that he is, is very talented. Um, you know, I remember he was one of Nick Whalen's guys coming out and, um, I, you know, I, I think that, you know, I have a lot of respect for, for his opinion and, and we've, we saw it, we saw it last year. Uh, I'm at times. And I think the only thing that's going to hold him back would, would potentially be the offense and, and Drew Locke as a quarterback, but he's certainly talented. And, and I think that you're right. I think we've um, overstated the impact that Jerry Judy might have um, in, in terms of, of holding Cortland Sutton back. So I really like this call. I, I don't have him in my top 12, but certainly a, you know, a guy that that's exciting and, and it, it certainly could be there. So I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and, and again, having it be this like mishmash of wide receivers, I'm bumping up the young guys a little bit compared to, right. Absolutely. you know, you're going to get a ton of values in wide receivers 13 through 24 with older players that are still going to produce heavily. So, but again, I'm going, this is like where I think they're going to be drafted. So this is the, this is the fun exercise. It's not just how you think they're going to produce in 2021. It's where you think they're going to be drafted in 2021. So that's why, anyway. So I, I'm going a little bit, and this is kind of boring because he's right at number 11 right now. But I, but I think I think even when he turns 27 in 2021, Kenny Galladay is, is going to be in the top 12. I, I think Kenny Galladay is going to have a monster year in Detroit. I think that Detroit offense is going to be really good if if you know Matt Stafford can stay healthy. Uh, so, so I mean, I don't know. There's a lot to talk about Kenny Galladay other than you know people. I don't think we're surprised about his age. I mean, he 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 seems like he should be younger but he came into the league older. So, so Kenny Galladay is, is my, my guy at, at number 11, not, not the most exciting player to talk about. Cause it's not super bold. It's like, he stays where he is, but that but, happens sometimes. So we talk about the top 12 of ADP of these guys. A lot of times there's continuity year to year. These guys remain in the top 12. And you know, I love Kenny Galladay because one alpha dog in uh, his whole story of how he even got to be drafted is just incredible. So we haven't seen ceiling Kenny Galladay, but he even put up 10 touchdowns last year with uh, David Bloff uh, as one of his quarterbacks. It's Blau, but let's call him Blau. David Blau! <laughs> yeah. It's like, Blau, coming at you. Like, he made David Blau have more points per, points per game uh, versus Drew Locke last year <laughs> in, in fantasy scoring. So I think that he is just an, an elite guy, and I think 11 is totally fine. I, I kind of put in uh, my, my guy at 11 – uh, because I think draft capital here is going to just be insane, Ryan. All right, who's insane. your guy? Uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase at wide Whoa. receiver 11. That is that is bold, man. I that, think that's... Jamar Chase is going to be a top 10 NFL draft pick, maybe uh-huh. even like top like six-ish moving uh-huh. into next year. Uh, I think he's already opted out for the season. I think the, 2020, like the 2021 NFL draft is going to be pretty wild, but – Everything you've ever read about Jamar Chase is that he is one of the best wide receiver talents coming out of college, moving into 2021. And I think that he's going to get that huge draft capital on a team that needs a wide receiver. And that is going to bump him up into the top 12. Because if, if, if this year happens and everything goes well, Ryan, I think we're going to see wide receiver production out of these rookies. And so people are going to think that he can produce earlier than what other wide receivers have in the past. And he's going to have basically a spotless profile. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, I think it's, I, I was not expecting that, that that's, 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 that's a fun call. I am I'm, uh, I'm looking to see where, um, uh, okay. So CD lamb wide receiver 20. So he is the highest um, rookie wide receiver, but, but I think you're right. I mean, there's potential for chase to, yeah, be drafted in the you know top five of the NFL draft, and um, and yeah, that 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 could come to fruition. So I I I don't think it's it's ridiculous. I don't think we've seen it for a while, but it certainly could happen. You're right. That I think you're what you're saying is this pick is all about hype because he's so talented, and if he gets drafted super in the NFL draft, especially if he goes to a great landing spot, people will just salivate over like his his potential. Yeah, it's that. it it also speaks to the rest of the wide receiver grouping. Like again, we're in this look like liquid phase where you just have all these other wide receivers where I think that we might be 
as high as we are in rookies right now, it's so much lower than it used to be because we haven't had somebody come out like a Jamar Chase uh, recently. And I think he's going to have the size profile. He's going to test well because basically it's a year to prepare for the combine. So if he doesn't That's test well, be right now, if, he right? Does, if he doesn't test, <laughs> test well, just throw this ranking out in, in, into the sunset uh, because he'll have all the time in the world to do so. But yeah, I, th- I think that, I don't know. I, I just think that he's going to get bumped up because then as you're drafting, Ryan, you grab Jamar Chase, but then you grab, you know, the Terry McClure and the, the Kenny Galladay, the, the kind of the next round. Like you can get the production, but then you have the upside of what he produces. So that's why in ADP, I put him here versus, I, you know, do I think he's going to like produce heavily in year one? Probably, like, probably not, but he'll be worth the, or he'll be like the, the risk people are willing to take going into 2021. And that was your number 11, right? Yeah. So, so my number 12, uh, this guy's probably the oldest on the list, Calvin Ridley, because he came in the league at, uh, what, 35? Is that right? Um, no, I, I, Calvin Ridley is 25 years old, so he'll be 26 next year. And, and this is me just, you know, kind of basing, um, uh, and maybe I'm just buying into this, this hype because I think a, a lot of people are hyping him to have this monster season in Atlanta. And, and, and I kind of feel that that could happen. Once again, it, there are, there are, probably six other guys I could have put here. Uh, Cause for me, this is where it gets a little bit flat. I, I thought about Alan Robinson here. Um, I thought about, you know, obviously I talked about the younger guys. You talked about CD lamb. I thought about being CD lamb here. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I, I decided to go with Calvin Ridley cause he's still a, a younger wide receiver. And I think, I think he's super talented. I think he could totally ball out in Atlanta and, and rise to number 12. So Calvin Ridley is my, is my guy. If you're wondering where Calvin Ridley is right now, he's number 18. So it wouldn't be a, huge leap but it would be a, a bit of a bit of a leap so yeah I, I could totally see it it's not like Matt Ryan's going anywhere so what, what about your number 12 Br- bring us home and then we'll get into some guys that that kind of fell out of the ADP and then I, I have a couple of questions for you yeah so my, my my 12 is Terry McLaurin oh perfect okay so I, I basically bumped some draft capital and quarterback situations above uh, Terry McLaurin there but again, I could see him like moving up, moving up easily. I really like Terry McLaurin, and another guy that I don't have a lot of shares of, and was was I like tried to acquire a little bit off like last off season after the rookie drafts, uh, did, wasn't successful. But I, he just he's a potential to be elite, just an elite wide receiver, and if he ends up at like the top six, you know, or you know, so, like somewhere much higher than twelve. Uh, that, that's totally fine. I just wanted to make sure he was on my list in the top 12 because he is being, I think, undervalued in startup drafts right now based yeah. on draft capital. Right, right. And we have to remember a couple of things. Well, the big thing is the, you know, I, I know maybe this gets, you know, said too much, but I, I think there's something to be said about these guys that come from these elite programs like Ohio State. Michael Thomas was the same in the same boat. And, you know, they, the, the schools just don't need them as, 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 as talented as they are. And where if they had gone to a lesser school, we would have seen them put up bigger numbers and maybe they would have been drafted higher. I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I've got a little bit of Terry McLaurin. And really the only reason is because of our friend Katie Flower, who was on the show, I, I heard, her, you know, she was hyping him up. And, and you know, you were really getting pretty late in rookie drafts because people were just dismissing him. So my thanks to Katie Flower for my Terry McLaurin shares. Um, Will, some big names, as you alluded to, fell off of our, our, you know, projected 2021 ADP, uh, August 2021 ADP, uh, you know, Mike Evans is number eight right now. He's not there. But, you know, why, why do we slip Mike Evans off? Are we crazy? I mean, he's getting Tom Brady this year. Uh, you know, he, he's only, you know, put up how many 1000 yard seasons in his career. I have to look it up. All, but... all of them every year, every year, <laughs> however many years he's played, he's done it. One, two, three, four, five, six, six seasons of a thousand yards over a thousand yards. Ryan, the the a fun stat about last year is he had his least amount of receptions in his career. That's it's right. only by it's only by one, but it was yeah, the, the least yeah. amount of receptions since his rookie year right. was last season. And I just think that Mike Evans is, is already being discounted uh, right now as far as it comes to redraft. And so when it comes to, to dynasty drafting, I don't think that he's going to be as high. I still think he could have a few more thousand yard seasons left in the tank pretty easily, but uh, we're always going to be questioning. And this is what drives down the ADP Ryan is 
have we already like are we buying his past or are we buying his future when it comes into the ADP? So that's why I left him out. I think I'd put like basically where I had him. Uh, I, I think I have him thirteenth, and I had him in the top twelve. Then I kind of moved it around, you know, based on everything else because they're you know, the, the the Bucks don't have the most certainty in the world moving forward past this year. But uh, I again, if, if he ends up at higher is like where he is right now or higher next year i won't be surprised at all yeah i mean he certainly could stay or or rise although he will uh, you know august 21st of 2020 he turns 27 years old so when you're listening to this he just turned 27 um and if you look back at, at you know 27 year olds they they tend to start to slowly slip down the board um you know i already talked about Julio, um, you, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably more like 28, 29, but, but the guys can, can, you know, will, will tend to slip because whether it's because their talents decline or because we just see that age and we're like, Oh, you know, it's time to, time to sell those guys, time to, you know, rise those guys younger above them. So um, yeah, for, for me, it was, it was a little bit tough, but I, I also think Mike Evans might have a, a not, I won't say down year, but, but maybe, you know, not unlike, you know, what he had this past year, you know, maybe he gets, you know, 60, 67 receptions again, maybe yardage goes down. I, I don't if, know. If he's, if he's up and down again, the, again, the playing the player week over week experience does factor into this. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. So that's the, it, it's just, he left such a sour taste last year because, you know, he, he put up a donut in, in a week, you know, where he was starting and then he, you know, he'd have a big game, but it, it's that, you you remember the losses, not the wins, based on Mike Evans, and and that's why I moved him down. Yeah, and, and more importantly, he wasn't there for the youth end of the year. I mean, maybe not more importantly, but yeah, the up and down performances, and then he's he's out. And when when you miss guys in the playoff run, um, you know, it it, it it you remember that too. It's like oh. yeah, and I don't think he necessarily really helped you to get there. No, I, yeah, no, I mean, he might have won you a week or, or two, but yeah, overall, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, okay, okay, and then our other guy that's that's I think notable that fell out is Amari Cooper, um, <laughs> number ten. And um, but I don't think anyone I, I guarantee well none of our listeners are surprised that Amari Cooper's on our top twelve. I, I guarantee it. I don't think anyone's listening like what? Oh my gosh, the Josen put him in their top twelve. That's that's crazy. <laughs> I think Amari Cooper and OBJ fall into the same kind of kind of category of of moving outside of this top twelve. They're both young. They like have both shown very elite production in the past uh, OBJ's last year and just uncertainty uh, right now. I, I just, I felt, I felt better about putting these other guys up here based on uh, their kind of trajectory of what they're going towards in the future. But again, if these guys are right there or move into this, you know, top still 10 ish, you know, maybe even eight ish, I uh, won't, won't be very surprised, but at the Mark Cooper is very similar to Mike Evans. You only start him like you're starting Amari Cooper or relying on him on the weeks he does poorly, and the weeks you're not relying on him, he goes off. Yeah, it's so frustrating to own. It's just he just he's so frustrating. I think he's also a tough guy for that reason to to move. You know, I, I have oh yeah more Amari Cooper than I than I care to admit, and um, like I I don't think I even try to trade him because you know you bring him up and people just aren't interested in him for you know the reasons we've stated. Yeah, and you're not. It's the the value proposition isn't there, and pe- like people who are either trading back or trading, you know, trading into these spots, they might take other other values at that time. So that's why he, he just fell out of the top twelve ADP. Yeah, and just every year he's been frustrating to own. Every single year. it's like yeah, it's like Brandon Cooks. Like Brandon Cooks put how many thousand yard seasons together on different teams and was traded around for first round picks, but great great NFL wide receiver extremely frustrating fantasy wide receiver to have it was just it was just the the experience of having was awful yeah all the for time sh- for sure okay well i've got here's one of my questions for you who is this year's uh if you had to pick one dj chark because because you identified him last year who do you think it is this year I, i've got my name i'm curious Maybe we might have the same name oh <laughs> i mean uh I, I guess i'm going with uh Oh man, you, you want me to name I, mine? And you I, think I, I'm about going. It? No, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, our Sega Whiteside. Whoa, whoa! Chart. That is that's a hail mary right there. 
which is somebody who was on the field a lot. He wasn't hurt, underproduced, is getting used to the NFL. I, I think that he has just the potential to really, really rise up. There's the you couldn't have more of an open road for somebody to really perform than what he has in that wide receiver group. So that's, I guess it's out on a limb because there's not going to be this year's DJ shark. There's just not, I I really strongly believe that, but uh, that's the guy I'm trying to require on the cheap this season based on not doing anything last year. Yeah. So, so mine, and I thought you were going to name this guy because I think you like him anyway is is paris campbell and I, I hate to say that because he is starting to get some hype like you you know you listen to a lot of redraft podcasts it's like he's a sleeper you know he is a chance to emerge um but uh, you know I, I have i have a couple of you know two recent drafts i've done to, to prove that that i i had a belief in him because i i i won him in an auction auction draft and then i i drafted him in another draft so um i i think paris campbell and you're starting to hear reports some positive buzz I, I think one of his problems last year was that he was just so injured and it was his first year. And I think that he he's going to play in the slot in Indianapolis. And, and I, a lot of this has to do with what Philip Rivers can do, but you know, I think their offense will be good. They've got a really great offensive line. Um, so, so I do think Paris Campbell could, um, you know, could emerge um, and put up a, a big year. So I think another. Um, I, th- I think he's too hyped to be TJ Chark this year. Well, I only say it because of, of where his ADP is. I mean, he's, he's wide receiver 57. Um, I, I don't know where DJ Chark was last year. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up because now I'm, I'm curious. So, it, it, but, but may, yeah, maybe he is too hyped because you're right. I mean, there are people saying that he is going to be the, um, you know, emerge uh, where no one other than Will Greenwood was saying DJ Chark was going to do that last year. And so. I was not saying he was going to emerge <laughs> last year. Let's get that straight. That's no, just- but – but you, but no, but just the fact you saw the potential and like, okay, Ryan, TJ Chark was wide receiver was wide receiver ninety two coming into oh, the last season at this wow. time. Yeah, you're right. Okay, all right. So, so that's a that's yeah. So it's it's totally a garbage take on, on my my part then. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. To the, okay, I gotta go to the nineties. Let, let me see if I can I can uh, I can do that. Um, while, while I'm looking that up, any other observations from this exercise? Or any other questions? Uh, one, I just don't, I don't like it. I, I, I didn't enjoy the experience of doing this overall, uh, compared to running backs and looking into hype and situation. We've had a great influx of running back talent and we've had a good influx of wide receiver talent, but not a comfortable one. Uh, I think it's easy to see bell call bell cow rolls or maybe 60, 70% rolls for some running backs moving into 2021 versus uh wide receiver to me is just scary. I, I, my, my confidence level about these is so much lower because uh, again, like the wider, like the wide receiver 24, if I went down the list and did it, if they were the wide receiver 10 ADP next year, I, I don't even feel shamed about that. Yeah. You know, like it, it it's not, it's not like, yeah. It's, oh man. I, I think what, so hard. I, I think it, what it taught me well is that it, it just, um, reinforces the fact that with wide receivers, you know, going back and, and you know, doing a little research on ADP, while, while the, the guys kind of maintain in, in the top 12, once they get to like 27, 28, they start to slide down in value each year, which, which makes a lot of sense. This isn't, I mean, this is, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're probably like, thank you, Captain Obvious. I knew that, but just seeing it so, uh, you know, so obvious. And there's some examples like a guy like Des Bryant that completely just like, you know, just disappears you know not, not, not even sniffing the top 12 uh, it just reemphasizes to me that uh, you know I, I should probably you know a guy gets 27 28 you know if, if they still have that top 12 value and some of them already slip out um i want to think about shopping them because you know they're only going to get less valuable over time they, they're, they're not going to regain that value yeah i find i find hopkins really hard to shop uh amari cooper is really hard to shop and mike evans is really hard to shop for top you know, like 1080p now moving yeah. forward, mm-hmm. those guys are impossible to move for the values that they're actually worth on your team. Right. But Michael Thomas, you, you I mean, I know it's tough to sell him, but you know, I, I don't think he's gonna, uh, he can't go any higher, right. He can only go lower. So um, depending on the situation in your team, if you're rebuilding team, does it make sense to keep Michael Thomas? I, you know? Yeah. Like I offered Michael Thomas in a first for Saquon Barkley and, and that got rejected 
I don't know what else I can, uh, what else should I go for? I think I'd rather just have Michael Thomas. Like at the end of the day, if, if I have to pay more than that. Yeah. I, I, I've got a name for you. Then my, um, this year's DJ Chark. Um, not that I feel great about it. How about Andy Isabella? Yeah. Wide receiver 83, you know, in the, in that, um, you know, the Arizona offense, they're going to throw the ball a lot, spread the ball around. He, he could, it could happen. It could happen for him. Well, it's basically trying to pick a guy who's completely off the map and is going to move up. Well, but well, if Andy Isabella next year, Ryan, we do this exercise is your wide receiver number nine. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's just, I, you're, I'll, I think, I'll, have, I think, I'll have to leave the room because I've just soiled my pants. I think the correct answer is there's not going to be one. I, I just, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I would, I don't see it. I would absolutely not expect anybody to make the meteoric leap that, that DJ Shark did last year. That's again, boring. But that's why I think. Uh, <laughs> so but that's why I put our Sega Whiteside out there is is a guy who did nothing and everybody's down on. At least he's going to have opportunity to improve. Yeah. No. No. It, it, it's it, it's not bad. It's not a bad call because they they need wide receivers. They um and if you you look at who they're going to be relying on, it's um, um well you know Alshon's probably not going to play. Deshaun Jackson is he's going to stay healthy. You know, is it going to be one of those, uh, you know, rookies that they have? Because not only do they have um, Jalen Rager, Rager, but then they've got um, – those other two guys are getting a little bit of buzz. I can't think of their names. Hightower is one of them who who is like, you know, he's looking oh, like – Oh, yeah, Tim, Tim Hightower. Yeah. Tim Hightower, the running back for the Saints. <laughs> um, uh, but but in any event, so it's probably not going to happen. All right, well, I, I think that's that's it. This was a good, is it good quite, it's quite It's Quez Watkins is the other one. That's it, yeah. Yeah. So, so the tall, fast guys. Maybe they're the next DJ Shark, like in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was basically looking at second round draft picks who failed. I- Isabella was in there, but I just don't see it happening there. Yeah. There's too much. Dante Pettis, third year, but, you know, someone's got to catch the ball in San Francisco, right? Okay. Um, two minute warning. Well, anything else you want to mention, or, or should we get out of here? Uh, I look forward to doing quarterbacks. I think that's going to be a little bit more. Or spicy moving into yeah. the next year i think wide receivers is it's kind of dull because top wide receivers are probably going to stay top wide receivers moving into the next season and then you kind of get that mishmash uh below it and again trying to guess adps and looking at this i, I again i just suggest doing it and and seeing where you value guys where you think they're going to end up next year and then highlight some players that you can go and try to acquire right now terry mclaurin in dynasty is probably in, in, like super hard to acquire i think Cortland sutton's easier I think CD Lamb's really hard. I think DK Metcalf and AJ Brown are really hard, but Juju is probably easy. He's potentially Juju is right now the easiest to acquire uh, for the next like three years, assuming that he produces well. So that's the that's why you do this. You you kind of can pick out some guys that they might be able to go get. Yeah, for sure. Well, all right. Um, yeah, quarterbacks are going to be fun. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do tight ends or not. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see. Nah, we're, we're gross tight ends. Yeah, but we'll do quarterbacks. Uh, we'll, we'll do hot, bold, spicy takes, and b- by that point in time, it will be time for the season. So we're getting get you ready for that. We'll get excited. Um, we are the Fantasy Joes. You can find us on Twitter. It's at FF Joes. You can find me on Twitter at Roto Librarian. You can find Will at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. You can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Fantasy Joes. On behalf of Will Greenwood, I am Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joe.